welcome to a gem of a secret podcast my name is donatella my secrets and my name is coco Jim holiday how you doing tonight coco uh i'm frustrated frustrated <laughs> yeah some days are just frustrating yeah some days are really just frustrating i feel like um you know it's, it's weird like i've been having like some ups and downs at work and whatever but for mm-hmm. the most part my personal life has actually been pretty solid for the most part like my mom is coming to visit next month for my two-year anniversary to my husband that's awesome yeah that's really cool yeah absolutely i um got over covid just to uh get a sinus infection afterwards party so (laughs) that's what i've been dealing with and yeah so if i'm like sniffling a lot during this then that's why and i apologize i just uh I don't know, COVID, I, th- I feel like I'm having some of those, like, after effects that people mm. talk about when you get it, so, like, there'll be times when I'm, like, leaning forward at, at work, and then I'll just get, like, a head rush and a headache. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's not not a lot of fun, but, yeah, so here's to being healthy next month. Yeah, T. Um, what are you wearing this evening? Well, since I'm trying to start being healthy, I'm just dressed as a carrot. You know, got, <laughs> you are what you wear. I got these, like, long, slender orange legs, and then I just have a big, wild uh, mohawk hairdo of green. Yeah. Um, I, what about you? <laughs> I'm dressed as, well, actually, I'm dressed as a kid's paper mache project. Mm. Um, but, like, halfway done, that's why it's dripping. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, the wet like. look. Yeah, I, I, love, I love a wet look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so silly! I misquoted Rocky Horror Picture Show last episode. <laughs> How dare you! I'm so offended for you. Um, what is the real quote? So she says, "I'm cold, and I'm wet, and I am just plain scared." And I said, "I'm cold, and I'm wet, and I just want to go home." But you know what? It's okay. It's just I misquote things a lot, and if anyone corrected me on that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So in this episode, I want to deconstruct um, a little bit of my last year in Portland by focusing on certain drama events that happened in my life. Ooh. Ooh, drama. And I'm going to be the investigative reporter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Coco. Uh, yes. Some people say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so bad. And like, I want to say that there's some trigger warnings on some of these topics, but honestly, it will not actually get too specific about any of those things, to be honest. Um, you know, it's it's weird. So today, um, I got a message from a friend of mine who said, hey, Coco, are you in a good headspace? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> like yeah. whatever let's lay it on me you knew something was happening yeah and uh and actually i don't actually believe in saying names on um on social media i feel like that's really tacky mm-hmm. um which of course then seems like an attack that i called it tacky but honestly in my heart of hearts i do feel like it is mm-hmm. <laughs> um unless you're saying something positive about a person online or whatever i just don't think as a human society we should ever like say someone's name publicly in a place to just like get down on them and regardless if you're like well no i'm saying the name so people know specifically who i'm talking about but i don't mean for people to attack them the second you put somebody's name next to something that's even remotely negative in some capacity obviously people are going to absolutely attack them it creates a mob mentality it creates a mob mentality to which then of course feeds into council culture which is not accountability culture and just makes people feel gross and garbagey so 
it's funny, a quickly icon in a positive post had said, um, like, sometimes I feel in Portland, uh, her post today was, sometimes I feel like, like, basically people just, like, are trying to push you out of Portland, or make you feel unwelcome uh, um, uh-huh. in Portland. And I said, I was like, yeah, I was like, especially wait for the times when um, somebody, like, posts your name online or in a post or in a live feed. That's actually what yeah. I said. And I don't actually know when this person who put my name online said anything uh we're gonna call them uh let's go with we're gonna call them green we'll just go with the color okay so when green uh so green had wrote about me online and and i don't know if they did it before or after this post uh and and so when i got sent this post by one of my drag friends i was reading it and the post basically just says um please don't ever tag me and or like in any posts about Coco Jim Holiday or whatever, like I don't want to associate with her in any capacity. It doesn't matter with blah 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 blah. Like that's what it says. Um, and yes, I could read it verbatim and stuff like that, but it's a podcast. I'll go look for it anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I am a really, I really am a big believer that like that is not the way you handle conflict. No. Now people are allowed to write whatever they want on their own Facebooks. I truly do believe in that. But when you start bringing other people into what I consider to be a really messy way of dealing with the situation you don't uh-huh. agree with, because let's let's actually unpack what's actually happening here. I was I had a post where I was asking for a bearded drag artist, and this person uh, Green was tagged in as being a bearded drag artist. Um, and no, that does not give their gender away necessarily, but people will obviously figure out what's going on here anyway. But you know, so they were tagged in this. And and the fundraiser, actually, just for a small shout-out, is actually for Camp Hope, which is actually an organization that helps children um, deal with difficult subjects like sexual assault and trauma um, or families affected by it, which is a really great and amazing thing. And as my year as my sweetheart, it's really important for me to actually go to a cause that was really important to me. And my year is about domestic violence awareness. Uh-huh. Uh, so when I unpack the incident that happened... Uh, I would have just wrote the person who had tagged me. Let's say that I'm the person who didn't want to be tagged. Uh-huh. Actually, let's say it's Donatella. Donatella, I don't like Donatella, and somebody tagged me to be in one of her events. Uh-huh. Um, and let's say it was Adam who tagged me. I would just write Adam privately and be like, hey, I'm just not really close with that person, so just like next time, can you make sure not to tag me? Well, I didn't want you there anyway, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I would have handled it. Like, that's how I would have done it. Yeah. Like, that's, it's so, it's alarming to me that people have this need to rally the troops against another person. Yeah. Like, what is even that? Yeah, there was, um, I forget the name of it, but there was a good documentary I kind of watched about, like, this type of stuff um, on HBO that was about, Mm -hmm. like, accountability versus cancel culture and like the whole mob mentality and um it was actually narrated by monica lewinsky because she was like one of the first people to really be canceled by the through the media oh, true yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so it was narrated by her and they they interviewed people that had kind of been through things like this on a very like wide scale you know mm-hmm. like these posts went viral and right. the they were like basically just kind of like uh just extremely attacked by the public because of 
these little things that they were, you know, mm-hmm. some, some of them, it was definitely accountability. Um, some of it, it was like just plain, like canceling of people, doxing them, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like the negative impacts it has on people's psyche, I think even at a small level is something that, you know, should be considered. Um, because it's basically like social media has become our like public scape, uh, like landscape for us to, um, like put people in like the shackles and like shame them, you know, right. like in a, in a square, you know, like that's the, that's what they were doing ba- way back when, but it's kind of like the modern version of that. And I think that we have to really like examine like the ramifications of this type of behavior. Yeah, I think we do too. I remember Monica Lewinsky actually had a line um, and I'm going to just paraphrase it. I don't want to get it wrong, but it was something like, um, y'all have to remember, like y'all just thought like I was cheating or whatever she had said, but it was, um, but I was in a relationship with this person Mm -hmm. and yes, it's wrong because they were married, but like I was in a relationship with this person. Yeah. Right. And so, and what, even in that narrative specifically, and like, as I've, I don't remember exactly how I felt at the time when everything was kind of coming out when I was way, way, way young. But like, I remember thinking to myself, why would she have done that with a person who was so high profile? Mm-hmm. And now after reading Becoming by Michelle Obama, yeah, um, I realize how high profile everything that they do from day to day even is. Like, even her as being, like, the first lady. Like, it was just, like, that would have just been such a ridiculous thing. Oh, my gosh. To try and do. And and here's the thing, though. Like, but the other thing that I did realize when I was older is that, like, I've been involved in relationships that um, probably weren't the best for me. Yeah. Or, like, like made out with somebody at the party that I maybe shouldn't have. Or did things that I regret as choices. And I got to get away with those choices because... You know, I wasn't in the public eye in any capacity. I got yeah. to make mistakes and learn from them or even have drama filled scandals and learn from them. But yeah, what I, but what sucks about it is when you don't have the ability to learn from your mistakes in a private matter, it does actually, as you said, cause mental health issues. Like they even talk about this on Drag Race recently. Like they really need to be providing therapists for those girls. They do. On a show. They My do. God. And that's the, I mean, that's the main reason why I don't really like putting myself out there on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I like play with the idea of doing it and then I delete everything or archive it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I am always like kind of worried about people just like being shitty to me online um, well, that's because as one of your best friends, I can tell you that people, if they don't like you for some reason or another, will end up being shitty to you online. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that because I've been tagged in so many, not tagged, my name has been written in so many posts or my name has been said in live feeds where people were being negative to me or negative about me. And then like everybody always tries to spin it. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's like I kind of. I think that's the thing that makes me the most angry. Yeah. It's people keep trying to spin it for what it's not. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, she felt a way about this thing. And I'm not talking about green. I'm talking about a different situation. Um, she felt a way about this. So that's why she said these things. About yeah. You, but it's not really about you. It's like, and I'm just like, but it is. Yeah. Like, it's not because I'm misreading into context of what's actually happening. Yeah. Like, I know that green would look at, this and be like i didn't say anything specifically negative about you i just said i don't want to be associated with this person but there was a post before that said a lot of negative oh yeah absolutely there was a post before and it wasn't actually specifically even the post before wasn't 
hyper negative to me like in my personhood yeah like it didn't call me like a bitch or like a liar or all these other things well i think it might have called me a liar but <clears throat> what happened um and actually maybe we'll wait till a little bit later in the episode and i'll explain the entire situation mm-hmm. but i one thing i want people to understand is like there are human people on the other side of these facebook posts that yeah like you know are having to deal with you know the like count and the comments and the also, really toxic garbage. The weight of the world right now is just fucking heavy. Right. Like it's it's heavy for everyone. Everyone is dealing with some shit right now. Right. And I it, uh, the uh, only yeah. people who are well off and doing great right now are the billionaires in this world. Yeah. You know, everything feels super heavy and super scary. Like like I said, I'm trying to get my mom to come visit, but Omicron is like messing with us. Mm-hmm. Like and like might get the flights canceled or something might go wrong. And I that's heartbreaking and that's challenging and that's sad right yeah like all of that thing make all of those things make me incredibly disappointed um and actually as i remember actually i do remember a toxic point of the post that was today mm. as i was saying that the very last thing in the post said like and if you want to know why i feel this way i have all the receipts is what it mm-hmm. says which receipts are just like immature and toxic in my opinion anyway um, having them keeps you safe, but like having them to publicly declare something against somebody else to expose to expose somebody else, I always thought was incredibly toxic. Yeah, my goodness, like all, any of those posts actually from anyone that I see when you're just like when there's like a hundred screenshots mm-hmm. um, specifically detailing out. Um, I used to be one of those girls who was like, yeah, this is how I'm going to get my message out, but I've learned from that. Yeah, like that's just not the way to handle your business. Yeah. That's not. Um, but Donna, I, I've been doing a lot of talking. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I will let you know after this brief break. It's a podcast it with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you. Podcast Check it out. with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Check it out. Well, Coco, I am. Still feeling kind of shitty, but I'm on the mend. <laughs> so there's that. Um, oh, <clears throat> yeah. So being sick isn't fun. Cancel culture. Yes. And actually a little bit more than that. So Green had written a post about me a while ago um, about an incident that happened at local lounge back in, I think, October, November, whenever I was gone because I wasn't here for mm-hmm. the incident. Apparently what had happened is one of the people that fell under my purview um, touched them inappropriately. Um, And she, uh, being the uh, person who assaulted Green, um, uh, is a girl. And I I feel like it's important for the story, and I'll explain why later. Um, And sexual orientation does not necessarily come into play when it comes to matters of sexual assault, and I want to be very clear about that. Um, and the biggest reason is actually just because I'll be using her pronouns. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, I get back from my trip like a week later and Mm -hmm. I was getting messages about an incident that happened. Mm -hmm. Like everybody had known about it before I got back. Like, Mm -hmm. and I kept, I got a lot of messages. Um, and I was surprised that the, the owner of local lounge at the time, Bracket, didn't just handle the situation. Yeah. It's like everybody just waited for me to come back to deal with this thing. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's a burden, but it's also like one of those things of where there were people above me who could have handled it while I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I get back. You were a part-time employee there. 
right? Or it was well, an independent contractor. You were an independent contractor, and yeah, yeah um, it would have been better had the mm-hmm. bar owner actually handled that at the time. Yeah. So, um, I when I got back, um, we basically had we had a work channel that we all kind of talked in and things like that and so um i was told about the situation and i was actually told by so many people they're like well we all just wanted to wait till you got back which still kind of infuriates me to today but Mm -hmm. anyway so um i meet with the girl um which we're just going to call her girl for the purpose of the story i meet with the girl to say like uh hey like what's going on like you know all the stuff is swirling around like what's happening Mm -hmm. and so she told me her side of the story I reached out to Green to get their side of the story as well um, about what happened and whoop de whoop de whoop. Um, and so then I met with the owner of Local Lounge to talk uh-huh. about it as well. Uh, and so we all came up with a plan. And I actually am not going to actually share what ended up happening to the girl, but there were um, there was a punishment put into place for her. Uh-huh. But um, I had actually asked Green uh what they would like to happen. They said, well, in a normal company, this person would be let go. Mm. But because of the severity of what happened in the incident, which I know in a lot of people with sexual assault culture, they always are like, severity doesn't matter. Severity does matter. It just does. Mm -hmm. Like there is a difference between a touch and a rape period. And trying to conflate those two, I feel like is really damaging for rape culture as a whole. So, um, and I also don't believe in necessarily firing people immediately after they do something wrong, depending on severity. And so um, the punishments fit me and Brackett talked about the punishments for the girl and went forward with that. Um, And that's kind of where it ended. So what were the punishments? So I I don't actually want to say specifically all of what they were, Mm -hmm. but one of the biggest things were... uh, one of them was a probation. Okay. Um, yeah. There was other things, but the probation was the biggest one. <clears throat> Basically, like, if we got any more complaints, then you were gone. Yeah. Uh, and that was, like, that was super late and the whole career of local lounge. So, um, I think, was this early October? Something like that. Anyway, this was... Uh, so, as we move forward, mm-hmm. and Green at the time had actually had asked to have a monthly show there, um, at the bar um, and then I wrote them and they said they wanted to talk to me privately about everything that happened with the girl and I said yeah that's fine let's meet up whenever you want to they never met with me um, and then of course like there's always this thing they can tell when the temperature changes mm-hmm. when somebody doesn't like me anymore yeah um, because of how I do something or how I handle whatever um, so I just knew mm-hmm. they don't like me anymore so that's fine which where they were super sweet as pie before that by the way hmm. like really kind to me really nice to me um but anyway, so now we're here. Um, and I just, I just, and then um, I also started hearing from community members about just things they were saying, but that's kind of hearsay. I don't know if it's true or not, if uh, Green was actually talking negatively about me. But so to talk about all the events in just the order, like the incident happened, that's how Local Lounge and the bar decided to handle it. Then Local Lounge closed. Yeah. Which we have an episode on. Yes, which we have an episode <laughs> on if people want to go listen to that. Yeah. So Local Lounge is closed for a while by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, at least in my brain, it was close for a while. Um, and then Green does their very first post about all the things that had happened and about how they had lost out on all this money because this person had triggered them so badly. And But it didn't feel like the post was really attacking the person who abused them as much as it was trying to 
explain me. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, that's my perception of the post, but that's what it that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Which then, of course, spawned a lot of comments, um, which were negative towards me, of course. Yeah, from um, other entertainers, people in the, in the community. Yeah, yeah, from other entertainers, people in the community and whatever, trying to make me sound like I'm this horrible person. They posted all the screenshots, which is funny. All the screenshots that they posted didn't actually coincide um, with specifically this event. Um, there was an event that happened at Local Lounge um, with another entertainer. Um, a new producer got on board mm-hmm. and booked a girl who was 86th. Um, somebody had alerted us immediately, and with one hour's time, I do have the timestamps, within one hour we had that person removed from the show, but the promotion had already gone live, and then the person took it down, which since... Uh, prompted us as local lounge to post online hey we caught wind of an incident where we booked somebody that was 86 from the bar or however we said uh-huh. it. Um, we have now removed that person we're so sorry we didn't catch it sooner uh-huh. period um, so they took that screenshot like it was part of their post or something a part of what happened with them but it wasn't so they took that screenshot a bunch of the private messages me and green had together uh-huh. uh, about how we were going to handle this incident and whatever and I said legally like I've said all I can because mm-hmm. if I was be- if I did defamation or if it got to the court system or did X, Y, and Z, like you need to be really clear. Like people don't always get all the information from both sides. Yeah, and it's a business, and so we were being as professional as we could. Um. So yeah, Green basically said, "Well, I lost out on all these gigs, and like I got traumatized, and I've been triggered, and um, and so I hate this person, like, uh." meeting the girl and like Coco's not great either blah 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 blah. but my name was like mentioned a lot of times mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that they said is like and Coco gave them my information that was never true yeah um, so let's unpack that yeah that was um the biggest thing for me which that was actually the hardest part of this and I will unpack that yeah yeah so they had said in all caps be like and I never said you could give out my information um this incident was already super big before I got back. Everybody had already known about it. Yeah. Um, and um, the girl had reached out to Green to apologize about what happened, saying like, hey, this is what happened and whatever, whatever, whatever. Green sent that photo to me and Brackett, and we didn't respond to it because there wasn't anything to really say. Uh-huh. Um, and also Brackett should have been handling it that, yeah. at that point. He's the, he's the owner. He's the owner. So... Uh, was was the owner so that incident specifically um the line of you gave my information away it's facebook they wrote you on facebook mm-hmm. all they have to do is type in three letters of your first name and they'll find you like mm-hmm. there wasn't like a exchanging of contact information or anything like that like and i know that makes it trying to sound like i'm trying to like like plead my case here but it's true i just never gave out your specific information mm-hmm. like they just found you <laughs> And so that, because that was the part where everybody got so mad. They're like, I can't believe Coco gave out all your information. I never did. Yeah. Um, and actually, from my understanding, the person who actually told the girl who it was was Brackett. I talked to Brackett about this. Um, and so a lot of their anger actually comes from a lie, but they never really reached out to me to have the conversation. And then they waited till when the bar was closed and that person wasn't even performing there anymore meaning green wasn't performing there anymore to actually have this conversation which was super freaking weird like it was like i wanted to post about all of this stuff and at this point in the game it just seemed like it was just to hurt everybody yeah 
Like, and if, maybe if they were using that channel, but I never believe in using face, Facebook as therapy. Like, if they needed to do that to, like, feel better, I just don't ever agree with that either. Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, like, difficult situation to unpack and, like, understand, but I feel like I've kind of, like, heard all the sides of it, and it, it I don't know, I just, I just don't think that it was, like, the right platform to kind of, like, bring this on. Yeah. I don't know. I... Well, that's because... I, I think that too often we avoid conversations that need to happen in person and um, that we need to like connect with and like have empathy with one another on and mm-hmm. to do it over social media is very impersonal. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's just, you know, anything um, like this. I think it just needs to be handled in a more like personal and professional manner. And um yeah, I don't know. I I think it's important to, like, really talk it out with people and, like, understand where the other people are coming from because so many different things can be misconstrued over online and through text, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and it does seem like, and the re- one of the reasons that we're doing this episode is because it always feels like I, when they posted this the first time, I don't think I actually really even responded. Mm-hmm. I think I might have said something online, but it might have been... I don't actually know if I said anything on that. I don't think he, I don't think he did. The yeah, first time. and like, and I just kind of let it sit there, and then then it happens again today, and it's just like, it's just like, leave me alone, kind of thing. Yeah. And I do need to throw this out here, and as much as Portland is sick and tired of hearing this, I feel like when it comes to the black people in this community, people go real hard on that cancel oh, culture. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, they do. Yeah, like it's they fucking like to, and it's and it's the same people that will you know like say that someone is doing something that is like it's it's very like white the same kind of white saviory people usually are the ones to do it, um and it's it's extremely frustrating to like watch that happen because I know it happens to you hardcore it happens to Kimber it happens to flawless it happens to a lot of queens and I just um I don't know I just get like really frustrated watching that kind of shit go down. Right, especially because even if I had done these things maliciously, mm-hmm. like let's say I did provide Green with the uh, provide the girl with Green's information, mm-hmm. you know how you fix that situation in a in a mature way. And yeah, that is me implying that the person acted kind of immature in how they handled it, even though yeah. it's dealing with trauma. Is you write the person. And being like, hey, that really sucks that you gave away my information. Yeah. Like, that really hurts my feelings, and I feel like you shouldn't have done that. And actually, if it came across that way, because I didn't give them their information, I would have apologized. Yeah. Like, and been like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't even consider that. Like, that's not how this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened to me before. I accidentally misgendered somebody because um, I was doing an ID check. This is before I was ever trained on how to check IDs, but the door person was late and we had a show starting and whatever and I accidentally misgendered somebody. And um, somebody was up in my D... Oh, somebody posted about it online. People were in my DMs left and right. And they're like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And the person was like, don't tell them who I am. Don't tell them who I am. And so everybody was like, well, I'm not going to give you their information. I was like, well, just tell them I'm sorry then. They're like, why would you do that? I was like, it was an accident. I wasn't trained. It happened. Uh I'm sorry. And I just kept apologizing. I was like, that's what happened. I'm sorry. 
And like people just wanted like the rise and the anger and whatever. And I was like, I made a mistake and I apologize. Like I, I did. This is what happened. Yeah. Like I actively did this thing. It was a mistake. And I was like, now I've learned about how to check IDs and how to be more inclusive with that and whatever and how to like take down like when you're doing like reservations and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and what to say. Um, um, like what name would you like me to put down? You know, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. all of that is important. Right. And so, um, yeah, and I apologize, but people just wanted to be mad at me in that moment. And that's fine. And I just kept apologizing to the point to where they couldn't yell at me anymore. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean it. Yeah. But because the way that Portland does tend to handle a lot of its traumas online, like I, in, the, in the queer circles. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's And like I said, I just feel like that's so impersonal. I feel like there's other ways that we could have em- more empathy for one another and just, like, understand one another. And that's by having, like, face-to-face conversations about things. Um, and I'm, you know, like, I'm not trying to, like, tell anyone who has experienced trauma to, you know, like, this is how you have to do it. Because that's, obviously, this is all a trauma response. And I yeah. have I have an amazing amount of empathy for anyone who's like been through situations like that and feels you know um like they are um triggered in in any kind of way um at the same time i just also know that the hurt and the pain like this causes other people as well and i think in order for us all to just like hear one another better like these types of conversations are uh, conversations that need to be a little bit more personal and yeah i can i can fully agree with that i would say my only caveat is that if your trauma response is to harm other people then like we like you really need to work on that like because harming others as a trauma response just creates more trauma and yeah like it's an endless cycle that just ends up with everybody being hurt yeah yeah you're right like because like I did, my first reaction is me and my 24-year-old self wanting to go online, say every single thing about that person that I know, um, certain things that have made them insanely hypocritical when it came to the specific subject of sexual assault. Um, but I didn't. Yeah. Because, like, that's not that's not how you handle this. No. And I don't actually, and here's the thing, like, people would be like, well, Coco, you're trying to be the bigger person. Do you want the private conversation? No, I don't. I really don't at all. What I want is to be left alone. Yeah. Like, I would like to be left alone. And I know that they would probably say they're like, well, I'm telling the world that I don't want to be associated with you, so leave me alone. But the way I handle that is privately. Yeah. Like, I would write somebody privately and being like, hey, like, I'm just not going to participate. Next time, don't tag me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or just for, just a clear reminder, like, I don't really want to be associated with that person. Like, no harm, no foul. Just, I yeah. really like them. Like, that's how I would handle it. Yeah. Like, but I know that trauma responses for everybody tend to be a little bit different, but like, I don't want to harm other people. Yeah. My goal at the end of the day is being able to sleep at night knowing that I haven't hurt multiple people. And even continual hurt isn't hurting more people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, my goodness. And I know that this this topic is incredibly triggering because we were Mm -hmm. talking about sexual assault as in general. And I wanted to say. That I, if people have made it this far into the episode, that if you have been having triggered responses, remember that there are services out there that you can, you know, leap, um, touch into. Portland has some really great therapy, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's lots of different services out there to help people deal with these negative issues. And that's why we're raising money for Camp Hope specifically, is because 
that's what help it's helps it's helping people start the dialogue definitely definitely that's important and i think that it's also important that you have you know actions like this i think this is a close to your heart issue i think yeah. it really is i mean that and any any sort of like domestic violence issue as well mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't realize that you know we've been through similar things and i think that in the end if we just really like realize that we have more in common than we do separately then we could probably set things aside and and get along a lot better um Mm. but yeah this is really i just think that we need to be really aware of how we handle things and of our triggers and our trauma responses and um yeah just um understand the ramifications of posts like this and i i i want to clarify that earlier too i wasn't saying that this is like something that's on the level of of like the people in that documentary but it is a similar situation right and it's happening within like this little community and so in a in a in a community that honestly is not that big for a city no and i and but the thing is it's the same it's the same kind of like mechanism right like mm-hmm. it's it's an a lot of people having an opinion about you mm-hmm. regardless if it's deserved or not like and i think yes obviously on a global scale it's scary um and horrifying and all mm-hmm. the worst things possible and this is a lot smaller but the thing is which i don't think people have recognized this um, my trauma is actually being canceled online. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like for real, like nobody actually ever cares to ask me about that. Oh, it. I, <laughs> and the thing is like, I have not had it near as bad as you. Like mm. I, I tend to really just like get offline. Um, mm. when I sense any sort of like bad shit (laughs) and that's a lot of the time you know and most of the time it's because like i'm posting something political that um you know someone close to me or in my family doesn't agree with and i Mm -hmm. i get like anxious about like sharing my true feelings online because of stuff like that um yeah i i get a lot of anxiety from every time i'm online i actually don't even scroll through facebook anymore yeah Um, i was sent that today um which the person gave me trigger warning saying like, you know, any good place. Cause it was, it was purely targeted. I was literally um, just like, like the drama that happened online between two drag or drag friends, not really necessarily close friends of ours, but drag mm-hmm. people in the community um, where one of them didn't tag the other person and the other one did. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I recognize how that's going to sound to people when I say I think it's incredibly tacky to tag people online even though the person who did it is a really good friend of mine the thing is like I also feel like it perpetuates this like cycle yeah it's hard to get away from so my caveat for myself saying that because people are probably really triggered or mad that I said that earlier in the episode it's just that there's other ways of handling it yeah um as much as you can and we feel like we have to fight back like and I do too and maybe this is the mechanism in which I'm doing that like, all I want out there is just to be left alone. Yeah. Like, yeah, support my art, support my talent. Like, if you like what I read on Facebook, that's great. Like, it's in the heart or whatever. But if you don't like me or whatever, or you got accidentally tagged in one of my posts, like, just remove your tag and move on. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Out don't of sight, don't think mind. about me. Don't, like, you know, if if you're not fucking with me, <laughs> then I, I'll just do my own thing over here, you know? Yeah, if you're not feeding me, fucking me, or financing me, just move on. Like, yeah. It, this, this caused way too much strife in my life because I'm so triggered by online posts about me, which have happened, well, actually, now, as of this year, this is my first one this year, but over the last, like, 12 months, it's happened a lot. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm like, I'm really wishing that Portland would be better about it. Yeah. It's, it's shitty. And I, what, I think the part that makes me the most upset when I see it is people who like get off on it and are like excited by the shit. It's so immature, you know, like it's so, it's like, come on, like people, Kim, people are dying. (laughs) For real. Like. It's true. Like it, it is like, and even if the incident was actually traumatic for you, like then the people underneath it who are like egging it on that's the part that i'm talking about yeah that that's that that's the shit that i'm talking about is like really like this is where we're putting our energy towards Mm -hmm. is like by like getting off on the like get her oh yeah it's like no you'll you're fucking catty you hate her too oh my gosh i get this you hate her blah 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 like oh. it's catty as fuck and i i don't know i've done shit like that though too in the past though you know mm-hmm. like i've contributed to shit like that but i like to think that since i've gotten my head on a little bit more um steady i don't want to say straight because i'm definitely not that um but <laughs> um <laughs> sound effect um, we'll find one. <laughs> no, um, but now that I feel like I've, I'm a bit more like stable. Like I, I definitely see that a lot of those posts and stuff that I did were like out of were very reactionary, and usually, um, I was under the influence of some alcohol mm-hmm. or, um, you know, any variety of things that make you angry mm-hmm. and amp up those feelings. And. The thing is, I do I do feel the need to push back every single time it happens. I feel like in Portland, like, black voices are incredibly silenced when it comes to cancel culture because mm-hmm. we are looked at harshly and then we are attacked harshly. So, like, we can't respond, we can't react, we can't do anything except get beat down by this oppressive society in the city that, like, treats us in a way that makes us to feel like we can't even stand up for ourselves. Because the second that we do, we get people bashing us or trying to say, like, oh, girl, you could probably handle this differently. It's the same thing that the Vixen said. Like, stop trying to tell me how to act and, like, stop telling me how to react and tell them how to act. Yeah. Like, because how they act is harming me. Mm -hmm. And so the reaction you're getting from me is exactly that. Yeah. Like... And then you need to get off my statuses, get out of my spaces, trying to tell me how I need to respond to somebody being awful towards me. Like, and it is, it's really sucky too, because what I'm also finding is silence. Yeah. That also, by the way, and I will say this, um, cause I know a lot of my friends actually listen to this podcast. That silence is loud. Yeah. That silence is real loud when people start attacking me on the internet. Yeah. Like, because like, yeah, sure, there's not a lot of people liking it and a lot, a lot of comments, but definitely with my friends are just being completely mute when it's coming to, like, that kind of stuff. It's just like, whew. Yeah. It's like, okay. I don't do Facebook shit anymore. So I yeah. just don't post that type of shit on social media anymore. I swore against it. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, the thing is, what I mean by the support, too, is mm-hmm. even, at, like... One of my friends, Sequin McQueen, had messaged me yeah. saying, like, hey, do you want to just, like, vent about it? And when I got home from work, Donna was, like, downstairs, like, hey. Waiting. Like, <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, just even my partner was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that they did that to you. And yeah. like, stuff like that. Like, that is what I'm t- Even my best friend, Autumn, was also like, like, oh, my God, girl. Like, why are they still yeah. attacking you? Like, that stuff is actually helpful for me yeah. when I'm want to know that I'm being supported. Yeah. But the when your friends don't say anything in response, it especially when you're like, wow, this really sucked and it hurt me and they don't say anything, that hurts. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. I get that. Silence is loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, and I know there's a couple of points that we more than likely, because we're getting to the end of our episode, I know there's a couple of points we got, we got tripped over and might even get canceled for. And we tried to be as safe as humanly possible in doing this episode and making sure we were being kind and caring to all people involved, even Green, um, as we were like sharing these stories and trying to like express feelings and emotions, which are really difficult to express. And I just want to say for the record that, I, I mean, I don't really know this person. I'm not friends with them on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, but I, you know, I'm just observing the situation and commenting on it based on what I know about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that we should all be a bit more objective and I think kind of look at the situation as a whole and just try and, you know, unpack what went wrong here and how we can do and be better. Yeah. Um, I always say this always, and I'll say it on the podcast now. My catchphrase is my DMs are always open. Like, I accept every message request. I res- accept every message. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, my DMs are always open. If you want to have a conversation about something or some type of way that you feel about me, I'm always open to having that dialogue. Just don't attack me. Like, that's not how you start a dialogue. But, like, if you're like, hey, like, I'm feeling away because I feel like you did this to me. Yeah. Like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, definitely. And with that... That's the end of our episode. We love you, listeners. Thank you for listening. Bye. Why'd you do it like that? I don't know. I just wanted to so bad. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>